Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 45 of The Weird Weird West. This page contains chapter 26 in our adventure, entitled Uncle Albert Again. I say this is a chapter in our adventure. That's that's overly generous. This is more like a chapter in the way of our adventure. This chapter gives us virtually nothing but trouble. This is This is all shell and no nut on page 45. Here's what's happening, just to catch you up. Ford's Furies, the Misfits, and four increasingly out-of-their-depth gunslingers who have been sent to do this part of the plot by the secret Zoomers are on their way to talk to Einstein. All three of these teams have just been instrumental in assembling Earth's generals to prevent the rubber lizard aliens known as the Crozar from killing hundreds of thousands of people. With that threat now off the table, Albert Einstein now has the final few hours that he needs to complete his temporal whatever machine, which will tell us, at last, where on this goddamn overland map we can find the entrance to the final dungeon. All three teams have converged back at Einstein's shack, and here's what they see. Quote, You find a frustrated Einstein sitting over his tracking machine, which he has just finished rewiring. Uh, and then in the text to the judge, it says, Quote, Einstein begins pouring over a huge list of mathematical calculations. That's pouring, P-O-U-R-I-N-G. There's your problem, Einstein. I use alcohol when I'm doing frustrating math too, but you're supposed to drink it. You're not supposed to apply it directly to the math. Quote, checking over all of the figures will take quite some time. If the heroes ask if they can help, Einstein will ask them to begin checking over some of the figures. Show the following calculations to the players. Okay, not everybody wants to go to Patreon to see the visual companion. It's patreon.com slash megadumbcast. It's free for everyone. I'm not sighing because I'm in any way disapproving of any listeners who don't go check out the Visual Companion. I'm sighing because as a result of some people not wanting to see visuals to go with the podcast, I must now read you the following. And it's important that I get this exactly right because you may want to do this at home. So here we go. Here is what Einstein hands you. Here is what, more to the point, the judge hands you to solve at this role-playing game session. Quote, 565 plus sign. 758 equals 1,323 multiplication sign 2 equals sign 2,646 plus sign 777 equals sign 3,423 minus sign 853 equals sign 2,570 division sign 10 equals sign 257 multiplication sign 17 equals sign 4,369 plus sign 11 equals sign 4,380 minus sign 2,213 equals sign 2,167 plus sign 814 equals sign 2,981 plus sign 109 equals sign 3,090 division sign 10 equals sign 309 multiplication sign 16 equals sign 4,844, plus sign, 311, equals sign, 5,155, division sign, 5, equals sign, 1,031, plus sign, 496, equals sign, 1,527, minus sign, 27, equals sign, 1,500. 
No, I'm not going to allow any time here. I'm going to immediately give you the correct answer. The correct answer is to take this piece of paper, cram it in the judge's throat, and, if anatomically relevant, follow up with a knee to the balls. If you do not do this, after all you've been through, you are a goddamn coward. This is virtually a bottleneck. You'll notice that the secret zoomers are not here, but remember that we had to assume outrageous die rolls and highly unusual decisions to arrange that for podcast purposes. Virtually every group that plays through this adventure will come to this scene and be handed this piece of paper and consequently spend minutes of their precious real lives doing real life honest to God. Not even math, but math proofreading. Okay, for real, the answer. If you want to do this at home, either by transcribing all that I just said, like some kind of sick math perv, or copying it down from the Visual Companion, where I will put your math homework up for you to see. Uh, if you want to do that, you can pause now, work out the math yourself, check Einstein's figures. For everyone else, I continue, quote, If the players find the mistake in the fifth and sixth lines, 309 times 16 equals 4,944, not 4,844, and point it out to Einstein, he makes the appropriate corrections and the machine immediately hums into life. If not, Einstein finds the mistake himself after a lengthy and tedious search. Lengthier than actually in real life checking his math? Seems highly unlikely. I like my player characters, but if somebody's got to sit around for a half hour being bored, better them than me. Einstein can do his own math. Anyway, no matter what you do with the math, with your character, none of this matters. The machine starts running, quote, Oh, yes, it is just as I suspected. The disturbance does have a definite source in the area. Mit this machine, we can zero in on the source directly. It is odd, but from the readings I am getting, it seems that everything in this whole region is slowly moving. The land, the people, everything. Even time itself moving in the direction of the source. It is almost as if the source is slowly zucking up everything around it. Odd. That is a missed opportunity. That last line should have been zoons, as in, it is almost as if the source is slowly zucking up everything around it. Zoons! But he doesn't say that. He says, odd. Then he says, quote, Come now, we must follow these readings back to the source. So the machine is working, and it tells us that everything in the landscape is moving toward a single point in the region, even time itself. This has to be the source of the disturbance. Maybe if we walk blindly into it, we can fix it. That worked so well for us before when we took our time machine directly into the middle of the time disturbance and almost got killed by a dinosaur. Let's try it again. So Einstein uses his machine, goes with us overland, and takes us to the source of the disturbance, which is the same mountain that the secret zoomers identified earlier as the point toward which everything is very slowly moving. That mountain, I must point out, is once again across the entire goddamn map. Quote, if the characters ask the Western heroes to tag along, they will decline, opting instead to see what they can do about helping some of the refugees in the area. You're lying, but I'm not even mad. It's like, thank you for all your help, gunslingers, fighting the rubber lizard aliens that you can't harm at all. Sorry you got shot by all those lasers. Anyway, we're about to once again walk through miles of trackless desert, trying desperately to keep this old man fed and hydrated so that we can walk blindly into a mountain that appears to be eating time itself. Do you want to come? And they're like, well, it sounds good, but there are some people around here who could probably use a hand. They're chores. I'll see you down the road, partners. Nobody blames you, Kid Colt. Everybody understands. So that's it. We're back on the road, and after an interminable venture through the desert, 
we're going to be on to chapter 28 to the source of the disturbance. That's all on this page, for real. You come to see Einstein, he gives you out-of-character math to proofread. Whether you do it successfully or not makes no difference, and then you walk right back out of the shack into the desert. But while this scene has nothing else to offer, this page actually does. There's an illustration at the bottom, you can go to the visual companion. I have no important analysis to give, there's nothing here you need to see. It's just two things about this illustration. Uh, basically, it's a picture of Einstein standing in his machine, going over his math. Meanwhile, Moon Knight and Scarlet Witch look on. Number one, Einstein is a well-known public figure. There are lots of photo references of Einstein. The face that the author has chosen to put on Albert Einstein here, I would equally have accepted as the face of Genghis Khan. This face has a 0% relationship to the actual face of Albert Einstein. Secondly, I just have to note, the author has gotten a little turned around in his cheesecake tendencies over on the right-hand side of the illustration. Moon Knight is standing with arms crossed, waiting for Albert Einstein to do math. I feel you, Moon Knight. Scarlet Witch is standing right next to him. Once again, Scarlet Witch is just posing for no reason. She's like side-on to Einstein, and she has her back turned to Moon Knight, just showing off the goods for the benefit of no one but the reader. And as though out of ideas for how to make her pose more unnatural, the author has her extending one of her arms to the side with her elbow bent, and her hands out, she's doing kind of a wheel of fortune, like a Vanna White, where you sort of motion at the letters, sort of symbolically displaying them behind your hand, but she's doing this to and about no one, is the author's intention. In fact, because of the way these characters are positioned, she does not seem to be doing a Vanna White into the void. The thing is, I know that Moon Knight does not have like a big luscious rack, I, because I'm familiar with Moon Knight, but on the basis of this art, I wouldn't know. He's got big pecs, and he's mostly facing forward. The shading in this art is all over the fucking place, so I have no sense of perspective. If I had no prior experience of Moon Knight, and you showed me this illustration, and said, which one do you think is the Dark Avenger Moon Knight? I would say, is it this person here in the hood, with their arms folded under their giant tits? That read would be biased by my own personal interests, of course, but perfectly plausible. And supported by the fact that if you read it that way, Scarlet Witch is not doing a Vanna White into the void, but is sort of cupping the underside of one of Moon Knight's breasts. Moon Knight's even looking like slightly to the side and slightly down, and as usual in this art style, the expression on his face is indeterminate. So if you read this as Scarlet Witch gently cupping the underside of one of Moon Knight's breasts, it looks like he's uh, looking down at the breast that is being cupped, which seems like what you would do if someone were sort of gently weighing your breast in their hand. I mean, I don't know, I assume. If I put myself mentally in that situation. It seems like I would look. Seems like a human reaction. So this all reads, and along with the fact that Einstein looks nothing like Einstein, it, uh, it just gives us like a totally alternate reality. The art has completely escaped the plot, and what we have here instead is like some frumpy, big-hipped rando reading a book and working on a machine, and meanwhile, Scarlet Witch and Moon Knight are standing nearby just having a chat, and Wanda's just having a feel. She's like, Jesus, Moon Knight, welcome to Boob Club. When did this happen? And Moon Knight's like, I know, right? It turns out that my HRT works really well while the moon is visible in the sky. It's been like a week and I'm fucking stacked. Like, I haven't even thrown out my jackets that button on the men's side yet, and I already need a sports bra. This is, this is incredible. So this is a fantastic alternate reality. Congratulations to Moon Knight. Congratulations all around. Everybody's living their best life. Moon Knight's got boobs, Scarlet Witch is holding one, and the unrecognizable old man can do his reading undisturbed. Not a more relevant scene to our story than the one described in the text, but the characters are doing something, and there is a point, so this is one of those pages where I prefer the art. When you play through this adventure, I recommend ignoring the text and doing a scene here where we talk about Moon Knight's new boobs. Anyway, back in the real plot, our heroes are off to follow Einstein to the final boss of the module, but that's not where we're going next. 
Join me tomorrow when we join back up with the secret Zoomers as they venture into the mountains to find out what that beeping in Twainbot's head was about on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.